Hey everybody, welcome to Music Therapy. I'm Jessica Risker. I'm a musician based here in Chicago, Illinois, and I am also a licensed clinical professional counselor. Music Therapy is an existential podcast for musicians and music fans. Visit musictherapypodcast.com for previous episodes and upcoming events. And if you haven't done so yet, please leave us a review on Apple Podcasts. We have an event coming up. Uh, this is going to be at Cafe Mustache on May 10th. This will be our spring group session, and we are featuring Chicago band OVFL. They are very fun. I saw them live last year, and I'm really looking forward to having them on the show. Also, Leslie Tanner will be joining us that night. Uh, if you don't know Leslie, go to Twitch and search Leslie Tanner, and um, he, he streams live twice a week, and uh, he's great. I'm so excited that he's going to be there with us. Uh, he's been on before, but we're trying something new this time. So come on out and uh, check it out. Don't want to control you. Just have a good time in ecstasy. When you're laying down next to me. Oh, no, no. Ecstasy, yeah. Let's get to it. Today, I am sharing my conversation with self-proclaimed rap therapist, Joke and No Joke. He has a new album he just released called Recess. Um, here, here's a quote from Joke and No Joke. After years of trying to make a, a quote hit and chasing trends, I decided to have fun with music again. To reimagine music and make it your own, that alone is an act of recreation, just like kids on the playground during recess. Let's just say I'm embracing my inner child. That's a quote by Joke and No Joke. We had a really lovely conversation. We got into a lot of stuff. Um, I'm, I'm really excited to share it with you guys. So let's get right to it. Here's my conversation with Joke and No Joke. Okay, I'm here with Joke and No Joke. Thank you so much for being here today. Hey, 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 what's going on? Okay, so Joke, I start out every interview with an artist with the same question. And that is, as a musician, will you describe to us what a typical week for you looks like these days? Mm, these days. Um, well, I'm uh, preparing, like, uh, preparing to release some, fully release the mixtape March 15th. So it's a lot of um, finalizations. Um, I'm independent, so it's like we don't have a, a huge, huge team, but... Uh, back and forth with video editors and trying to get the videos done, um, publicists back and forth, um, lawyer back and forth, and just like tying up loose ends. Um, I'm I'm ready like to get back into the daily creative spin, but I, you know we're kind of in uh, release mode, so I want to you know get a good release, good good month into it, and then back into creation. So just um, my daily. Uh, I go to the gym and then go back to the studio. <laughs> I like to start with the gym. So depending on how, how my day goes, um, sometimes I wake up. I'm super creative in the morning. Some people are creative at night. I'm like an early bird. So if the juices hit me real early, I just jump in the studio and, and cook up until like afternoon and take a break, go to the gym, maybe come back. But if not, uh, normally I go to the gym first and then come back, cook up. 
<laughs> is it a, it, where's the studio? So how my process is, I have a home studio. I have like an extra room in my uh, uh, condo apartment and uh, turned into a, a studio. And it's, it's like a, a workshop, I would call it, because I have like my uh, music equipment, my I make my own merchandise, so my merchandise equipment, and then I have like a whole nother laptop and stuff set up for like Photoshop and Premiere and stuff. So I like to like bounce around, something, just wherever the creative. Creativity takes me. Um, and then once I uh, get all my rough drafts, I go to the big studio and re-record everything. Can you um, can you share what you're general creating when you're making music, what that looks like? Well, I, I uh, specialize in uh, hip-hop soul, so I like to make music that kind of hits the soul, regardless of like the tempo or the BPM or the, even the, uh, the lyrics, you know, really that stuff that hits home. Um, so it usually starts with just a feeling, like whether it's a, a sound I hear, I'm always playing on the keyboard. One little exercise I do, okay, don't tell anybody. Okay. <laughs> I can play by ear with piano. I'm not all that great with notes and stuff. I can play by ear. So like, I'll just go on YouTube and play all the hit records, you know, just play a playlist with the hit records and play, play along and find the keys and all that. And then that'll get me going. Um. So it's different ways. Sometimes I, you know, listen to other music. Sometimes just wake up and have an idea. Uh, but I know it's about just feeling it. It's a feeling. It's not a, I don't think music. When I was younger and just starting off, I tried to think everything. And then I went back to thinking about stuff like in my mid, like mid twenties, like, you know, you're trying to chase a hit record. So you're thinking a lot. I don't like thought music it's what do you mean i i think i kind of know what you mean but what do you can you describe the difference between like thought thought music and just kind of feeling it like how how do you experience that so thought is like you're you're kind of like perfecting the lyric right so it's like um a lot of the uh the the triple time and in the hip-hop world like the it's, it's a lot of lyricism. You're sitting there for hours really crafting. So it's more like thought, like you're thinking of uh, uh, punchlines. You're thinking of catchy things to say. And, and it's a lot of thought. Um, but sometimes in the thought, you get so into the thought that you forget that it's a vibration. Sometimes, most times, people aren't listening to think. They're listening to dance mm-hmm. and kind of or get a escape what they're going through, not to think about it kind of more. So I, I found that when I um, think too much, and a lot of times too, I, I, I don't want to say freestyle because that's overused, but like I, I let it flow. So I don't necessarily write lyrics down anymore. I just, you know, eight bars, four, eight bars at a time will come to me and I just, the, the mic's right there. I just spin around, ha ha ha, come back, yeah. you know, so. Um, but yeah, that's that's pretty much the process, really. Do you when you're when you're making the lyrics, do you go back and edit them later? Like, will you cut some out, cut and paste, or do you use them all? Like, what does that look like? Um, I I, I would say I go back and maybe change about 15 percent of it. Okay. Because sometimes it's like I realize too, like growing up, I'm from, from the west side of Chicago. It's a little you know hood and all that, but it's uh. The things that you say, we become a lot more socially aware now. So certain terminology or stuff like that, I hear it later. Like, nah, that's I don't want to offend nobody. That's a little too harsh. Let me 
change that word around or how I said that. So, but most of the time, nah, it's probably like 10% of the time I do that. Okay. <laughs> so, okay. So do you, you lay down music or a beat, like you're playing with a keyboard and then, and then you're putting lyrics over it. Is that the. So with this um, current mixtape that we're uh, recess, how that came about during um, COVID, I, I had my first child, my daughter, uh, July 19, and then COVID came like t- beginning of 2020. So it was like the world is changing. I had to transition back from New York back to Chicago. I was living in New York doing my thing and then had to come home and, you know, do the family thing. And um, I didn't have all my equipment. You know, I didn't have everything was kind of limbo stuff and storage and whatnot. So I didn't have speakers. I didn't have keyboards. I didn't have laptops. I didn't have anything. So my process during COVID was like go on YouTube and I got to stay sharp. My thing was always stay sharp, but I just can't lose the, I feel like when you're a creative and you're an artist, like it's like, I feel like a little kid that's trying to hold on to that dream all the time. <laughs> like, cause the world it make you work a job and take you so much away from your creativity. And that's where the mental health and all that comes in. But it's like, I feel like you have to hold on to your, that little kid part of you, which is the creativity that you have when you're making music and this and that. So I was like, I wanted to, I feel like a kid when I'm creating. So that's recess, kid, recreation. Uh, it's, it's all recreation. It's all planning. So I would go on YouTube and start, I find, you know, dope instrumentals. And my, my thing was like, I don't want to just swagger jack. Like, I don't want to just, uh, I want to listen to them and approach them like it's my record. Like I never heard the original. So I, I I would just block. I wouldn't even think about most of the time. I'm not even thinking about what they did, mm-hmm. uh, and I was just creating. It, it got fun, and I was realizing like, oh crap, I got a lot of these now, like thirty songs. You know, let me. What can I do with these? So after um, toying with the, you know, us artists, you always, especially in hip hop, we sample a lot of records, and this that's what you be. Oh, I can't clear the record. This and that's so you end up sitting on records, and time and time goes by. So I just finally said F it and just say, hey, let's 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 put it out and we'll we'll deal with I'm sorry. We'll deal with that a little later. Um legal stuff. But let's have fun. Let's be a kid. That's kind of part of you know being a kid is kind of being fearless and not being so uh um sorry, all my devices are talking. <laughs> so everybody wants to say hi. Right but um yeah, so um it kind of threw me off, but yeah. <laughs> okay, you use the word "kid," I think, in almost two different ways, but maybe you're maybe it means the same thing. I mean, the first thing you said was, you know, life is, especially adulthood, is going to throw a lot of things at you that can get in the way, take up your time and your energy, mm-hmm. being a dad, working, all that kind of stuff, and so mm-hmm. you were kind of using, you know, feeling like a kid to hold on to that creative. Maybe that purity, that creative energy. Spark, right. That, spark. That, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And then you also referred to, you know, you feel like a kid in the studio and that and that made me think of like a certain playfulness. Yeah. You, when you're a kid, like you can go out to recess and just, I just remember being a kid. I used to love recess. Like you can get on the monkey bars, you can scream to the top of your lungs. You know, you're in class and be quiet, stay in your seat, walk in a straight line. You know, so like recess to me was always like a chance to just wild out. And then, like, you know, it was so many, like, you know, you know, double entendres and different ways I was looking at it and playing with it. Like, even I was thinking with COVID, like, kids didn't even really go outside and have recess. Yeah. 
which is like, how how stressful is that on mental health? You know, so I'm like, wow, all this. So like the album is like my my hip hop little uh, version of like, I'm letting it go. I'm like, just whatever, you know, like I'm gonna just say what I feel and if you don't like it, whatever. But um, but it's, it, it, it's, it's uh, soothing. Like it's, it makes good music. It makes soul, soulful music. It's coming from the soul. I'm not thinking it and, and oh, let me look at the billboard hits. I mean, Okay, all right. What's what they're what they're doing in the club today? Let me, you know, sometimes you can get so lost in that, you know. So um, oh, I put this out and I didn't get the likes in in two hours like I wanted. So I didn't yeah. I didn't, you know, so you know, when you're a kid, you're not, I just remember you're not thinking about all of the what ifs and whatnots. <laughs> so it, it feels good to be back in that space, like create creatively. So it sounds like it sounds like there was a shift for you between being more aware of the, let's just maybe say the industry or mm-hmm. trying to make it whatever that means to mm-hmm. what you're describing now, which just feels more like a freedom and playfulness. Mm-hmm. What, what was behind that shift? Um, don't COVID, uh, it really, op- I think it sat all of us down. But for me, it was, uh, I, I, it's all this transition. I'm transitioning back to Chicago. I transitioned into fatherhood. I transitioned, you know, off on, off and on relationship, trying to figure that out, uh, family and all these transitions. So uh, for me, it was, it's just a release. It was like a, I guess that's the best way. Did I answer the question right? Give me the question one more time. <laughs> I, I think you did. I mean, it was kind of, it sounds like you shifted from chasing a certain relationship with your music career to one that feels more, it just sounds like it feels more free. You're not, you're not thinking, you're not chasing it. You're not like, my, my opinion, like it's two types of music and it's like, you know, there's like the, the music that comes from the brain and music that comes from like the heart and the soul and, uh, I wanted to get back just to the soul music. I just really wanted to have fun. Like I was in a place where I just wasn't having fun. I'm in the house. I have cabin fever. All this, this, this uh, noise and whatnot. And it's it, you just want to express yourself. And you know, you can't say this. You can't say that nowadays. You know. So I, <laughs> ever since I was a kid, like I would rap and say something. I could say the most outrageous stuff, and people fight. Hanging on the head of their seats. And then it's like, if I was just to say that without a beat behind me, there'd be a, a riot outside. They'd be trying to cancel me. I'd be trying to fight me, everything. So I'm like, it's something about music. And if I do it, just make it rhyme. <laughs> it's like, I get a pass. So it's like, okay, let me, when, I, when I'm when i rapping, it's like my ability to say what I really want to say without, okay, I want to offend this person. I want, it's so, now, especially now, this is getting worse. You can't really say everyone's offended and i think that just plays into the mental health and all of our we're hypersensitive and we a lot of us are suffering from anxiety and depression and don't even know it i was one of those as well like coming back to chicago during covid i realized oh my god i had so much anxiety so much worrying about the future and if i need to be a millionaire by 40 and this and that you know all these things that we 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 it's our bad habits that we start as teenagers. And we were, it was like a teenager. And I, I knew where it started. It was like right when I went to high school, it was like, I'm in the world and I'm, I'm getting influenced by so many things. And 
you get to a point once you get old enough or you have a, a, a turning point in your life or a, uh, you hit rock bottom. I, I think rock bottom is like usually the turning point for people. I would say I, I had to reset. I kind of hit a low. So you look and it's like, man, what is life about? And on top of all that, then I, I lost my dad last year too. So it was like all these things, I was creating the music and I was, you know, still trying to, perf- I'm, I'm a little bit of a perfectionist. So I was uh, waiting to put it out and trying to add more and mix it and all this. And then my pop died last year. It was just more and more stuff. And it was like, I got to release. So it feels good to be, I'm, I'm fully back in music mode, fully back in mode. And, um, it feels good. So I want to just share that with the world through the, you know, through audio and through your ears, but also in real life. And we're looking forward to the summer. We got a lot of shows and stuff planned. So it'll be fun. I'm sorry to hear about your dad. Oh, it's okay. Thank you. Um, let's, why don't we, uh, there's some stuff there that I want to ask you about, but why don't we take a little music break? Okay. What if we can you tell us set us up for this song? Uh we're gonna listen to hold on, I got it written down. We're gonna listen to Reloaded. Reloaded, dope record. Um so I produced that one or I recreated that one. I just, you know, um basically took uh Barry White uh made Ecstasy, I believe the name of the song in nineteen seventy seven, I wanna say. And it was a soul record, classic soul record's been sampled in hip hop many times. And I love the record, you know, I love, you know, those instrument uh I call them instrumentals that was in the beginning and end of those songs. So I took Barry White's song and then I said, wow, he did that in the 70s. As I was creating in the studio one day, I started seeing a correlation. I said, okay, he started this vibration in the 70s. And then Mary J. Blige came in the 90s and she sampled it and made it like an R&B record. So it went from like a soul classic R&B record to like a a new new age R&B record. So I was like, wait, what if... It's 20 years from that. So, okay, it's time to redo it again. It's my turn now. You know? So I said, let me take what they did and, and sprinkle a little hip-hop on it. And that's Reloaded. So I, like, I reloaded the record up. I'm Reloaded as an artist. And I'm just lyrically just... Mm, 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 mm. It's a lot of... You got to listen to it two or three times. Oh, you you know, a lot of those in there. Like, oh, 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 oh rewind that. You know? <laughs> so fun and take me back so it's, it's good okay let's take a listen no delay on delay on delay joker got some stuff that he want to say and i'm in a rush to tackle all who offend like israel adana j barry on first mary on second joker you go bring it home no question music is a class that i never got an f in in fact it's the class that i probably did the best in when i went to college because chicago public schools ain't giving nigga knowledge somehow real music got abolished instead of giving instruments they gave us problems damn I ain't learned no flute. Grammar school was a fluke. In the 90s, being smart wasn't cute. They never taught a nigga how to make loot, how to buy real estate, and how to plant your own fruits. Like a spoon, I'm giving you the scoop. <laughs> Joker, you offended somebody. Shit, oops. That's what happened when the lips get loose. Shit, people get mad and people get noosed. Shout out to all of my troops. PTSD got you feeling uncouth. You fought a war, got blood on your boots for a lie from a guy that didn't tell the truth. It's cool, he did it to me too Now I'm out here looking for the square roots The root of these squares I smell some shit coming There's poot in the air I can't keep quiet cause I'm excited I can't wait I'm on a diet Redemption is near And they cannot fight it I see the future I think I'm a psychic 
Uh, I'm reloaded, fully stocked with ammo. Only thing I'm missing is some camo. Flodging ass niggas try to put you on a panel just so people watch their lame ass channel. I'm a bike with bars you can't handle. <laughs> this right here, an example. Hello, man, let me stop playing, man. You know these niggas' attention span short as fuck. Check it. I live in a sensitive society that don't know a goddamn thing about sobriety. I don't know what the doctor be prescribing me. He just told me to take this for anxiety. I guess this a chill pill. The pale man told me this the real deal. Shit, you tell a lie long enough to feel real. That's why I factor in the why like a steel mill. Alright, the older I get, the more I realize I don't know shit. It feels like the truth. Always get flipped. Always get dipped in bullshit. I saw a girl that I used to go to school with back in the day when I used to go to Lewis. Now she out here looking clueless. Out here busting like a school trip. She used to be the one I wanna fool with. She used to be the one I wanna move with. But I just heard she had another child. I used to want an in, but I don't want her now. I'm coming live from the underground. I'm coming live from the underground. All y'all rappers been on. But joke about to shut it down. I just wanna let you know I'm feeling good tonight I want you to take my hand and promise you'll be cool Because I know you like the way that I move I know I had to hold you and make you mine Don't want to control you, just have a good time in ecstasy When you're laying down next to me Oh, no, no Ecstasy, yeah When you're laying down next to me Okay, that was Reloaded. That was great. Yeah, like it? Okay. I, right. I do. I, uh, <laughs> um, I wanted, okay, so I wanted to go back to... I wanted to talk about fatherhood. You know, you're talking about a lot of transitions in your life that have happened... Oh, fatherhood. What's what's that been like? I mean, that's you know, it's cliche, right? But it's true. It's like it's the best thing that could have happened to me. You know, it, at first, I'm not gonna lie, I didn't appreciate it at first. It was like a surprise. You know, you're I was a selfish artist, so I, I didn't want to stop. I didn't want to stop what I was doing in New York to be a dad. What? So, but when you when you're looking at that pretty, I have a pretty little girl. You look her in the face, and I, all right, hip hop, you gotta wait a little bit. <laughs> so. I love it. It grew me up and matured me so much, so quickly. Um, it inspired me, you know, I, and I just have to at least just, I always just wanted to not be, make excuses. You know, I heard a lot of excuses growing up. So I'm like, I don't want to, uh, I have to be the role model. That, you know, I can't tell her to go to college if I didn't go to college. You see, I can't tell her to be an entrepreneur if I was never one. I can't tell her to follow her dreams if I never follow mine. You know, so it inspired me even more to like, it's now or never, let's get it. You know, so shout out to my baby girl, it's everything. <laughs> you know, when you're this this album, Recess, and mm-hmm. you're talking about how you really tapped into your, you know, that that inner child, that kid feeling, does having, I, is she like three now? 
She's three. Yep. She's three. Yeah. So how how has that influenced the album, the music? <sighs> it's, it's <laughs> funny story. Um, she's taking after me. She um, I did the uh, little Uzi Vert. I just want to rock challenge, <laughs> and I sent it to her. The I, it's okay. a dance challenge on uh, okay. TikTok. This is just a little dance challenge. And now every time I call her, she's trying to do my do the dance I was doing. So it's like, wow, she's even, you know, so now it, it just even makes me think more musically, like, okay, more kid-friendly records when I'm writing and hooks. It's like, okay, what is, the, what is it about it that she likes? Oh, it's simple. It's, you can really get, uh, you don't have to always use big words and a lot of analogies and stuff to get your point across. So uh, what it did for me is just open my eyes musically, like, oh, this is a, this is a lane here. This is okay. Okay. Let's get in the studio. Let's just keep working. I, it's, I got so many, you know, when you have a kid it's, and they are just fearless. Kids are just, my daughter's so happy and friendly and, you know, so that inspires me. So when you're an adult and you're mad <laughs> and you look at this kid that I can discipline her. And then five minutes later, she's like, hey, daddy, you know, it reminds me like, why do we hold grudges so long as adults and, you know, all that trauma and pain and hurt. So she reminds me of how to do the human thing the right way. You know, so yeah. that's what kids do to me. So they, they remind me like, it's really a lot more simple than we make it, you know. Well, that's that's really uh, sweet. I, I You know, I was thinking about when you were, um, I have a four-year-old and uh, his one of his favorite songs is "Yellow Submarine" by the Beatles. Okay. I just, do you know that song? It's uh, it's no, basically really. we all live in a yellow submarine. They just talk about living, but it's so uh, it's it's just so kind of what you were saying about what appeals to like a, a child musically, mm-hmm. just that simplicity and the playfulness and the colorfulness and I don't know it all. It feels like it all ties together. Your album mm-hmm. art is you. At, at yeah. the playground, right? Yeah, yeah. That was fun. That was fun. Um, it's just a random idea. Uh, a buddy of mine, she's a photographer. I was like, hey, it was like snowing outside. I was like, let's just go take some pictures at the park. I didn't know that it would it would turn into all of this. Like, this is, I didn't put it all together yet, but she's a really good photographer. She took some pictures. I'm like, wow. Now, I, I just love the contrast. Like, first thing you want to think is like who is this grown dude at the park like it doesn't even look right but then it's like then you don't see guys that look like me like like hip-hop guys you know grown you know i wanted to make make it more loose and hip-hop is so serious and stuff so i was like kind of want to play around then my name is joker so i was like i don't want to be serious all the time let me, let me play with it so that that album cover it was it was fun it was to me it represented something fresh you know i could have uh did something uh we've seen before i've never seen anyone at the playground in the snow mm-hmm. on their album have you no i haven't <laughs> Somebody playing in the snow at the park no that, that, i think i'm the first for that one so new cool you know we're doing new cool things you know? are you are you <laughs> spending a lot of time at the playground these days uh, not <laughs> as i want to but uh i still play basketball a lot so i, I go hoop but, uh, i'm too big for the monkey bars and all that now like my- <laughs> That's the brown. I can't even. <laughs> it's hard to do the monkey bars when you're an adult. <laughs> it's uh, a lot more. Yeah. Um, okay. You mentioned the new cool philosophy. What is that? Tell us about that. It's basically uh, my way, and I don't want to claim it as mine because it's once you, you give it to the world, it's not yours anymore. But um, 
it's a philosophy, it's an ideology. Just um, the goal is to find, give um, not just artists, not just entrepreneurs, but people with a you know a positive, progressive mindset, something to call you know like a an identity, a, a click, so to speak, a home. You know, so I'm, I'm I felt always felt that way. I'm um, being from the west side of Chicago. I'm, I'm this kid that's growing up in the in the ghetto. But I was like always like a, a honors kid and smart kid. So it was always this, I, I couldn't fit in the crowds, you know, and it was like, wait. And then you grow up and you start learning all the, you know, the history of things and all that. And you start realizing like, that's not cool. That's not cool. And I, I, no one's saying it's not cool. <laughs> like, it's not cool to, to, to mistreat each other and do this, do that. And how to, you know, everyone's beefing the religions and politics. So I was like, okay, can I... I don't want to choose a side between Democrat and Republican. I don't want. I don't really want to play those games. Those pre-exist. Uh, they pre-existed me. I, I don't. It's like you're joining a beef that you have nothing to do with. <laughs> like, I'm not just going to sign up for someone else's beef. So I was like, you know, we need something fresh and new. So me being the creator that I am, I say, let me just brand something that's fresh and, you know, let me find other. Um, just creatives, artists, people, and we we come together and just put our gifts together and say, hey, let's use our art, our creativity to just, you know, push the culture and, and society forward with, with art, with different business endeavors, push it forward. And let's call it new cool. Let's label it. Let's say, okay, um, love is the new cool, you know, it's the old cool. I wanted to separate what's cool and what's not cool because for so long we're just anybody, no, 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 I, I Let's clean this up, you know. So you know, you can have fun with it. I don't want to sit here like I'm God and the authority. It's going to change. It's going to new cool's going to outlive me. So it, it, it's it's something I'm building. I'm giving my gift to the world, saying, "Hey, for those people who may just want to um, have an event or listen to music or go watch uh, television or episodes or any type of media art without feeling like you have to choose a side." You want to just focus on being progressive and pushing things forward and being creative and trying new things. That's cool to us. So come join us. It's new cool. You know, so <laughs> that's pretty much the origin of it. It's just I'm, I'm tired of trying to fit in. Let me just do me and find others that do them and we all rock out together. Yeah. <laughs> what you know, uh on the album, the mixtape, you you mentioned Chicago a lot and then sometimes it seems like you're mentioning it with a pride and this is where I'm from. And then there's also, I think maybe equal parts criticisms of Chicago of the school system of, uh, you know, justified criticisms. I wanted to ask you, I mean, I want to ask you about that, but I also wanted to ask you specifically, you know, what your thoughts are, on the Chicago music scene? Mm -hmm. um, so your first part, the, I always try to remain balanced. So I, I, I play with the duality a lot, right? My name is Joker, but I'm no joke. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? So it's like the same thing with the, the mixtape. It's like, I love Chicago, but I hate it too. You know, it's like certain things I love. And that's, that's just life. We, you know, it's heads and tails. It's two sides of every coin. So that's that's why I play with that a lot on the mixtape and just throughout my music in general. That's kind of my my theme, my what I'm known for. Like I can take something and 
can criticize it, but then love it in the same song. Mm-hmm. I'm really good at that. I, I did that at the mixtape. Um, and then uh, Chicago music scene, I think we have one of the most fruitful. Um, it's so many talented artists in Chicago. The uh, only concern I have is that it's not a lot of platforms for them to uh, showcase what they have at a, at a intermediate to high level, not like beginner janky stuff. You, you mean know, like, like a, you mean like venues? Venues and like to be able to opportunities for young kids and not just, you know, kids, but you know, twenties. And I don't think you should just be out the game at 25 or 30. Like you still got the sauce. Yeah. <laughs> you know, or even 40, like I don't mean age is music doesn't age that night. It's just about being dope. But um, that's the only thing I would criticize about Chicago. And, and I do not want to just keep crying about it. I, I have plans to create uh, uh, event spaces and, and not necessarily open mics, but like new and cool event ideas that will give artists. Uh, poetic justice is an idea that we, we're working on now where artists will be able to come in and um, you can have lights and cameras and a real show, you know, within the city. And I look back at like, you know, Chicago, people, a lot of people don't know the Chicago music history. I believe that was, wasn't Chess Records and all uh, Etta James and um, like in the, what was that, the 50s, 60s? Uh, Chicago had a big uh, blues, I believe it was, was that blues hip, uh, music scene down there in South Loop. So we, we used to be a hub for artists and for the Midwest, our people would come here and move and and do things and I just that was the only criticism only thing I would say about I, I would like to see more opportunities for our, our talented talented artists to to showcase and for our, Chicago's we got to support too you know um but Chicago support I, I don't really have any issues with people coming out for stuff so <laughs> I never had that issue but um yeah but I love I think we're so diverse I would love to see us work together more you know Chicago's very segregated so I would love to see the the, the the comedy open mics of north come together with the south side hip hop and then the west side r and b you know jazz or something and like a variety show like a gumbo of jam session i've seen it in new york new york new york uh new york always has the the the, the art scene is is uh, it's so rich there. It's developed there. Like Chicago, everyone's trying to catch up to New York's art. Like the underground music art scene in New York is is vibrant. Um, but yeah, that's sorry. That's a little long winded about Chicago artists. But yeah, I love them. Uh, I support them. What are you? How, what are your feelings on, you know, being an artist and just getting older? Not old, but getting older. Like. So it's funny, right? Like I'm in a genre where it's like basketball, right? It's like dog years, like you know, like you get old quick. Like they 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 put you in the grave at 35, 40 in hip hop. So the fact that Jay Z just did the Grammys at in his fifties is like this is uncharted territory here. This is people don't even know how to react right now. Hip hop is still the young art form anyway, fifty years old. So. Um, is that, age, do you find that inspiring that he did that? Very, very. It gives me. I'm 35, so it's like okay, I'm okay. I'm getting my thing rolling. I can have a nice hip hop is runs. You know, you get your nice five year, ten year run and go sit down. You know, <laughs> <laughs> so you can't. Hip hop is not one of those things where it's it's, it's more geared towards the youth. So, um, but that's changing a lot. But the beautiful thing about what I do is that I've always 
played with other genres. So I've since a kid. So I've always dabbled in R and B, dabbled in a little bit of pop, dabbled in gospel, love gospel music a lot. Um, so the, the, I grew up in church. So the the, the instrumentation, I I rap on a gospel record, but like Kanye did, but more, you know. So um, yeah. So um, that's all I got on that. <laughs> Let's, let's take a music break. Okay. Okay, let's listen. We're going to listen to another song. This is called Order. Order's a good one. So um, this one was, uh, Travis Scott did the original beat. Shout out to him. Um, another cl- uh, good record found on, you know, searching for beats and just it instantly hit me. I started thinking of things and I have a nephew in Chicago. Shout out to Paris LaShawn. He's an artist as well doing his thing. Um, he's in his 20s and we him, me and him have conversations all the time. He's 25, I'm 35, so it's it's we're close, but it's um, millennials, Z baby, like we're, we're close. Um, it's a little different. Um, so for us to get on our a record, for, that was our first record together. So he's the only feature I have on the mixtape. I did that purposely. I didn't want to, you know, I want people just to get to know me. I said if I wanted to get anybody, let me let me uh, let's get some family on here. So I got my nephew on there, and he tore it up. So uh, you all check out order. It's uh, basically discussing like you just need order in your life. When your life is out of order, that's why a lot of chaos and your mental health is not where it needs to be because you don't have order. You have to put things in their proper place. Uh, things need labels. You need compartmentalize. You got to have some order. So that's what order is about. Check it out. It's a nice little hip hop tune. <laughs> okay, let's take a listen to order. You know, life is about order. I realized like a lot of my shit was out of order. You know what I mean? So... What you think about that? What you feel about order? I think that we do gotta get some order. We all need that harmonious feel. It's all about the harmony. Without it, we ain't nothing. There's no order, there's no peace. Oh my god, peace is everything. But you know what, Lady J? I'm gonna let my nephew go ahead and uh warm this thing up. Yeah. Hey nephew. Look, hold up, niggas will be ordering Lockdown, think I won't score again Let's coach, put me in the game I mess around, I drop 30 in the fourth quarter in Got plenty more where that came from Different victim, but the same gun Things be dropping black bodies Hit some hush money, little nigga, don't say nothing Went around looking for answers Cause I was lost, I was stranded Kick me down when I had nothing to stand for Walking with no understanding Niggas be throwing their tantrums Fuck around and make a whole plan with Multiple steps, I'm advancing Young nigga trying to invest in DPDK and advance with Ray Grant with the whole fam, nigga we ain't seen to do it like this, nigga. Bitch, I'm only one half of two real niggas. What is this nigga rap for? Not a rap for, nigga. We the biggest man trying to make seven figures. We get to this bag, we get to this ice, we get to the jag. Bitch, we on Barry Allen, that's the flash. Bitch, hey, on Barry Allen, that's the flash, hey, nigga. Look, I don't think y'all really understand how it feels to be a broken man. I was broke, so I came up with a plan to fix my life. I am live and zen. I'm ordering, ordering, ordering people. Around. Treat me right or get left in the past. Ordering, ordering, ordering people around. Treat me right or Check you it. can kiss oh, my ass. Attention! Hey, everybody in line! Ain't no late shit. 
everybody on time I'm running an agency And ain't no latency Ain't no vacancies Or no vacant seats I know a lot of people trying to get ahead With a closed mouth hoping to be fed How can a bird ever go fly If they're too scared to crack the egg How can you run the game If you're too scared to break a leg I ain't too proud to ask But I am too proud to beg Another person for some bread I'm a baker like Mayfield Everybody pay bills, but do you pay attention? I subtracted people out of my life so I can make a difference. I don't care about your hooping and hollering. Joker got zero tolerance. I should have been rookie of the year, but they played me like Donovan. Now I got a chip on my shoulder. Fuck that shit. It's a boulder. Y'all just pissed off the joke. I feel it in my dinner finna hit him with the venom. Y'all just been bit by a cobra, nigga. I don't think y'all really understand how it feels to be a broken man. I was broke till I came up with a plan to fix my life I am live and then I'm ordering, ordering, ordering people around treat me right or get left in the past, ordering ordering, ordering people around, treat me right or you can kiss my ass order it, order it order it, yeah cheer up order it order it, order it yeah let's get it, order it Order it, order it, yeah, chill, order it, order it, order it, yeah, let's get it, order it, order it, order it, yeah, chill, order it, order it, order it, yeah, let's get it, order it, order it, yeah, chill, order it, order it, order it, yeah, let's get it, order it, order it, order it, yeah, order it, order it, order it, yeah, let's get it, man. Okay, that was order. Tell us, tell me a little bit more. You know, when you introduced the song, you were describing the order that we need in our lives to keep us stable, healthy. I, I feel like winning teams have order, right? They everyone had knows their role, right? Michael Jordan was the scorer. Uh, uh, Scotty Pippen was the glue guy. He did almost everything. He did fill in the gaps. Uh, Dennis Rodman was the rebounder. You didn't have Dennis Rodman trying to be the scorer. You know, you didn't have... So a lot of times when you see things not working, it's just out of order. If you can just remove the egos and things like that and get things in a proper perspective and get things in order, you'll you probably win at anything you do. So I, I realized in my life, things are just out of order. I don't. <laughs> just, I, How do you mean? Have, what do you, What do you mean? What did it look like? With within family situations, within business, I had a lot of business and personal. I didn't draw lines. There wasn't a lot of um old childhood relationships and things that grew, and then you realize that they don't no longer serve you, and it's that's why the order. It's not this is business or this is personal, like. It's no order. It's just a free fall, you know. Um, and, and my family situation just you need leaders of groups. Everybody can't be the leader, you know. And usually the leader is not the one just with the loudest voice. It's the one who's most qualified to lead, knows the most about this this situation. So a lot of uh, too many chiefs, not enough Indian situations. You know, too many cooks in the kitchen. Yeah. Yeah, out of order. So it's just I, I realized, you know, when I was doing my healing and, and 
I got really deep into meditation and, and, and slowing down and clearing my mind. And a lot of that, that that's something that came to me. It's like, you need order. You know, it's, you know, everything's a process. Everything comes, you know, it's supposed to be in a certain place. And without that, it's just disarray. So. <laughs> Well, let's talk, let's talk about, uh, more specifically about mental health, whatever, you know, whatever you're comfortable sharing, of course, but I, you know, you said you got into meditation. I'm curious, well, let me frame it this way. So part of the, part of the goal of this podcast is to bring more awareness and more, you know, normalizing mental health and taking care of your mental health. And, you know, I think when artists talk about it, that, gives people something to, to look to as models. And so I guess I'm wondering if you could share a little bit of your own mental health journey or, and, or what you do to, to try to stay mentally healthy. Uh, one of mine that I really, uh, I'm still working on. It's a, I think it's a daily thing. Like yeah. it's, it's balanced, you know, highs and lows. Um, just, uh, abandonment issues mommy issues you know from just childhood um uh, not necessarily having the most healthy relationship with my mother growing up and my sisters and things like that so then uh that that translates to when i'm my dating life and you know sometimes you adapt some of these mentalities like the 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 pimp player womanizer and uh i played that role for a while <laughs> And just finding, you know, and I realized that it all played into my mental health. I was always looking for validation, looking to be nurtured. And, and I still battle with that. Like you, that, that feminine uh, nurturing energy that I, as to balance my masculine energy, I'm totally aware that, you know, I've done the work. So I'm not someone out here just like, oh, I got it or, you know, nothing's wrong. I knew something was wrong. I, I couldn't, my, my, I develop a very short temper. I find myself, you know, going off the top. I'm, I'm a very passionate person. So when I get mad, you, the whole block hears it. <laughs> um, and um, I find myself being very uh, cutting with my tongue, very condescending, very uh, talking down to people and using my blessings and opportunities that maybe going to college or going to the traveling here, I was used that to kind of, you know, but deep down, it was really, I'm hurt because I'm not, I don't, I wasn't nurtured. I wasn't, I don't have, it's so important now that I have a daughter, I see how important it is to tell your kid, like, they can do it. And, you know, I see so many, you know, you see it on social media all the time. Look at me. Look at me. Look at me. You know, all the time. Anything now. Then in the other way, it's the shoot them up, bang, bang. Let's do anything just for attention. And I, I realized I was part of that. So um, my mental health, that's that's just sharing one where, I, you know, that's kind of heavy too, but <laughs> one did, of my mental journeys. How did you, I sorry for cutting you off. I just wanted to ask, how did you, how did you come to that? Like understanding of yourself? A lot of time with myself, a lot of time. So, uh, I, when I moved to New York, I, I moved by myself. Um, when I first got there, I'm, I'm one of those people, I'll, everybody who knows me will tell you, like, I'm not going to wait for a blueprint. I'm not going to wait for, I'm just going to jump in the pool and figure out how to swim once I get in there. 
I'm gonna take a long 10 week course to learn how to swim. I'm just, I'll figure it out. Like let's say I'll, I'll watch somebody for two minutes and figure it out, you know? So um, I moved to New York in 2017, I think it was, end of 2017. And I didn't have a plan. I didn't have, I just had a book bag with a couple jogging suits in it. This is how I was like, I reached a point in Chicago where I was so frustrated. I was getting nowhere. I was working hard as ever with music. No one responded to emails. No one would want to collab. No one would, you know, really see what I'm, if I wasn't in the drill lane. I wasn't in these lanes. So it was like, I was getting, you know, all that created this new cool. It kind of, you know, now I'm grateful for it. It's like, it, it made me become something and, and create something new that is going to change the world. So yeah, that, that was, um, when I came to answer your question, it was, it was isolation. I was, I moved to New York and I, I lived in a shelter for seven months. So imagine not, and not this ain't no sad, you know, that was probably the best time of my life. It was the first time I didn't have to worry about bills. I didn't have to worry about a female liking me and having fresh cologne on and fresh shoes and, always trying to you know wine and dine and put all of my you know prove myself that i'm worthy of a date all that like you, you always try. i got tired of that so you know being there I, I had a curfew i couldn't think about women like that i couldn't do all of that stuff disappeared so it was like now i was free i was in this new city riding the train every day going to a new neighborhood talking with the guys and realizing that oh crap like Every guy in here, I was in a man's shelter, has a different story. And you all it takes is a divorce and you not have a plan or bad drug trip or just a bad day. And you can end up in jail for, you know, but we so quick to discard people and this and that. It's like, no, it's just mental health. Like, you know, it's like we all have bad days. They just went to the extreme that day, you know. So um that to answer your question brought me to a bad rock bottom place that you would call like sometimes people are so afraid to just let it all go. Like, just whatever. You're not going to die, right? So who cares if you don't, you know, we are so locked in um, to paying bills, looking a certain kind of way, uh, maintaining a certain type of lifestyle. Sometimes you got to just let it all go for it. Not ever, just for a, a little while, however long you need, so that you can really see what's going on inside of you without all the distractions out the radio, the TV, the work gossip, the family, you know, traumas and all this. Like, so that's what really kind of was my turning point was going to New York and living in that shelter. I made a, met a dope producer in there. We made records. It was like, everything was divine. Everything. I wasn't trying. I wasn't going to work, saving my checks for overtime and, and saving for studio time. I met people in the show. He's like, man, come over here. I know this guy. It turns out this guy used to work with Big Pun and he has his own studio. He let me record a hundred dollars. And I'm like, wow. You know, and then I, I, I was enjoying that and, and really find all this self-development and self-awareness. And then COVID hit, the baby hit. So that was like my test to, to, okay, you, you, you've, you're aware, you learn different lessons in life. I think we all go through that. Like you learn uh, accountability. Then you have to get tested on it to see if you learned it, right? So someone to try you, <laughs> you know, someone's going to try you, you know? So integrity is the same way. Honesty. So you may, you may struggle with telling the truth or being, having the courage to tell the truth. That takes courage. Um, and life, you know, so for me, it, it was like my, my, 
my dojo, my uh, my training, you know. So, uh, and it was interesting. I moved there just like a lot of artists, just chasing a dream. They say that's where all the record labels is. Let me just go to New York and figure it out. I walk down all these streets looking for bad boy records. Get there, they're not even there anymore. I'm just googling stuff. I'm just all just wheel just. And it all fell into place. Uh, I moved out to Shelter in like seven months. I ended up getting like a nice spot. Uh, I was a art uh, outreach coordinator for the Brooklyn Center for the Arts. The guy the owner saw me in the crowd and just liked my energy and gave me a job on the spot. This is no, this is no lie. This is this is all, you know. So these are the stories that I want to start. You know, I, I got a lot. So it was like sharing these stories and the music and. And giving these kids too, Jessica, like a, a kind of a new, especially in hip hop, a new, a new route, you know, a new prototype, a new way of doing it, you know, a new cool, you know, because everybody can't sell drugs and everybody can't get shot nine times, you know what I mean? Like, come on, it got to be another way. So let's 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 be courageous and let me just come along for the ride as I figure this out. So. That's really what this this journey has been. And I'm so excited. Recess is, is out, pretty much done. And um, we have Recess 2 coming in the summer. That's going to be a little more up-tempo. I'm in Houston now. Um, and that's the thing, too. I'm from Chicago, and I love Chicago. But I always was knew I was going to be like a you know global global big art. I, I never wanted to just stay local, mm-hmm. you know. So um, my foundation is Chicago. My headquarters is Chicago. Mm-hmm. That's home court. Yeah. But you still go and play away games, you know? So yes. I've been enjoying Houston. I've been, uh, had a residence and been out here almost like a year. And my family, my daughter, my child's mother, everybody's in Chicago. So I come back and forth almost every month. Um, and building in both places. And Houston has traveling uh, as a creative. I would suggest any creative, and you can the camera, any creative out there, just traveling does so much for your artistry. It opens up uh, so much for your mental health as well, even if you're not an artist. Just uh, going back to that childlike, kind of bringing the home time and all together, like going back to that childlike energy. Just, you know, sometimes you have to just slow down and just remember when you were a kid, before the pressures of responsibility, before you even had a, a, a strong concept of time. You know, I can do this at three, a four, a five, a yeah. six, and then I got Seven thirty. If I get there at seven twenty nine, I can't do this. Uh-huh. And then, uh, a kid doesn't care about time. Yeah, yeah. Oh, <laughs> tell me about it. I... <laughs> I'm a four year old. You know, it's like yeah, he has no sense. Stay up at midnight every night. It's just a big party, you know. So yeah, um, I'm learning to balance that. You know, as an adult, you know, we're adults. We, it's cool. It's fun to have responsibility and have things and have uh, businesses and, and own things. I believe it's a balance. You, you shouldn't also always keep your inner kid and find your way to have fun. Mine is is getting on that microphone and just being able to let go, you know, and just say whatever's on my mind and, and try to always push people forward. That's always the goal. I've never, even, even if I was to make a diss record, it would be encouraging. <laughs> I would criticize you and say, but I, I like you though. And if you get your stuff together, I might rock with you. you know? <laughs> that sounds like some dad energy right there. I've been the dad of the crew. I've been the dad of every, you know, everybody <laughs> said that about me. So I think that's just my natural energy. Is I'm a Leo. I'm kind of got some Barack Obama in me and some, you know, you know, just having some 
you know, motivator in me. So um, that's just natural. That's that's not a gimmick or anything. So um, yeah. Well, this this feels like a really natural place to to wrap up. Where can people hear the mixtape? Find out if you're playing a show near them. Where can they find more information about you? Definitely. So um, first, music. Um, I'm Joker J O K A. It's J-O-K-A, not the E-R. This is not Batman. J-O-K-A, no joke. N-O-J-O-K-E. That's on everything uh, from your YouTubes and your Facebooks to your um, streaming platforms. Yep, all of that. Um, it's one word. Um, for this mixtape recess, uh, for right now, it's on, you can mostly get it on SoundCloud and YouTube. Okay, it's it's for the people I'm not making money off of is clear. There have been the samples are, they're getting their cuts. You know, I don't get anything off of it. It's really just for the people. So it's, it's, you can find it on YouTube. I purposely wanted to, uh, you know, make it accessible, you know, so YouTube, everyone can get to YouTube. Everybody doesn't have the, the subscription. So, uh, YouTube and SoundCloud, uh, it will be on a few mixtape websites like that, Piff and all that. So, um, and then also newcool.club. That's the main source for anything new cool. So www.newcool.club, C-L-U-B, not .com, .club. We're doing it different. We're new and cool, all right? So www.newcool.club. And there you can um, find exclusives. And we have our, we're going to be doing pop-ups. We're going to be back in New York in June, um, doing another Tiny Desk type of vibe. I have a nice little band. Shout out to my people there. A uh, group of people, dope artists I work with, and we have some pop-ups. We're going to hit Times Square. We're going to train stations. So we're going to take busking. You know, busking is like street performing. We're taking that to a whole nother level, like a full performance, a wardrobe. Like, imagine that you get off the train from work, you know? So really taking it back to the street. So you all just stay tuned for that on uh, social media, New Cool Nation, New Cool Events. Um, check those out. And... Yeah, anything new cool, just look for new cool, N-E-W-C-O-O-L. Amazing. Joker, thank you so much for being on the show today. Yeah, thank you. I have fun. This is fun. <laughs> good, good. I'll come back. In the next mixtape, I'll come back. We'll talk some more. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I want to thank Joker No Joke for his time today. Uh, visit musictherapypodcast.com for session notes, links to Joker's album, and uh, past episodes and upcoming events. Hope you guys have been doing well. Music Therapy is hosted by Jessica Risker, produced by Sullivan Davis of Local Universe, and engineered by Joshua Wentz in Chicago. Peace and love until I see you again. (laughs) 